Let's talk about Dylan White becoming the first black man to feature on sterling currency. Let's also discuss Everston, Illinois, becoming the first area to pay reparations for its racist past. What about confirmation that black history lessons are to be made mandatory in 2022? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Pain can change you, but that doesn't mean that it has to be bad change. Take the pain and turn it into wisdom. The Dalai Lama. So we've had another eventful week. It's been a good week, but it's been an eventful week. I just I just seen a clip of um, Joe Biden stumbling on the stairs. I'm, I'm surprised that. Well, I suppose it would still make news because he's. He's a senior man and he's the president. But yeah, he stumbled on the stairs um, on the way onto his plane, Air Force One. But he was all right, no problems. The spokespeople said he's fine, he's 100% fine. But, um, but yeah, they do need to keep an eye on him, you know, because he um, you know, he's, he's an older gentleman and obviously f- tripping over stuff and falling over things, it's, um, yeah, you, you can have long-term injuries the older you are. So yeah, they do have to look out for that. For sure. Um, Spike Lee has been asked to be the first black jury head at the Cannes Film Festival, which is, which is a long time coming, really. A long time coming. He's had many films that have gone through Cannes. So, so yeah, um, it's only right. You know, they, they, they mix up the, the demographic of the, ju- of the judges. So that's, that is a good thing. Definitely. So the event's going to be, it usually takes place in July, um, but I believe this year it will be in, no, in fact, it's this year, it usually is in May, but this year they're going to put it in July. So, so yeah, that's going to be, that's a new groundbreaking situation. Never happened before. So salute to Spike Lee for, for locking that, that slot in. Unfortunately, we lost one of our greats, uh, marvellous Marvin Hagler, um, former undisputed middleweight champion of the world. He died at age 66. Um, yeah, he's, he's somebody that I remember growing up, you know, as, as one of the original, you know, the, the boxes you want to watch, you know, coming after Ali and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, he, he had a few back and forth with um, Sugar Ray Leonard um, and Sugar Ray actually took Sugar Ray beat him um, in April uh, 1987 Um, but yeah but Hagler was he was a formidable force formidable force Um, he had 67 67 fights I believe um, over a 14 year professional career and he won 62 of those fights so yeah definite legend sorely missed Um, definitely go down in the hall of fame of boxing definitely so more controversy with the uh, the vaccines, the Oxford Oxford um, AstraZeneca vaccine. Rumors, well, rumors and reports of uh, blood clots um, in Norway. I think it started in Norway, and various countries across Europe suspended using it. Um, but I think things are people are coming around to start using it again. I, th- I think it's all subject to change. To be fair, but. Um, 
Boris has made a point of um, making sure that he gets the Oxford Zanuck of the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine and he got his dose in front of the cameras etc so yeah it is it is what it is but um but yeah i mean you know vaccine the vaccines are here people we want to we want to stay well we want to stay fit we want to stay healthy um and you know but it's unfortunate that there are problems associated to all medicine to be fair to be fair there's there, there's always side effects to you know there's always a proportion of people that are going to get side effects to most medicines um but obviously with all of the controversy around um the the speed of these vaccines coming around these blood clot um uh, situations that don't really help that that issue at all so hopefully they iron it all out um and we just get on top of this this disease you know this whole situation because it's, it's been going on for a long while but as i always say we are resilient as human beings so we will overcome it but the sooner the better so um unfortunately though in germany uh, the 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 cases are starting to rise um they've spoken about um there's warnings of exponential growth across across europe um as far as from what i understand england's england's um kind of getting the numbers down somewhat so but at the end of the day we are on a planet you know we are part of europe so it's no it does to me in my mind it doesn't um do one country any good to just be the only country that's that's doing well we really need the planet to be all in the, the same place at the same time that's got to be the ultimate aim so so yeah but um but moving forward france and poland are the latest um countries to talk about having a a a a, a lockdown um coming up because of the surge of infection so so yeah we're not we're not at the end of it yet but hopefully the end is soon but the uk's um r rate has slightly increased um it was it was um 0.6 between 0.6 and 0.8 and now it's 0.6 to 0.9 obviously mindful that we've all the schools have gone back um so it was inevitable that the numbers were going to change but we just kind of have to see how it goes see how things go so um anti lockdown demonstrations were um attended by thousands this weekend um crowds marched through westminster there've been various police arrests etc so you know these these things i mean obviously as the weather gets hotter people are going to be out there more and more um protesting about various things so it's going to be a uh, i definitely feel it's going to be a summer of um protest you know i think we'll be, we'll probably have summer of summers of protest it's going to be a regular feature um when we're not in lockdown and when it's hot you know when it's summertime spring you know I think that that is definitely going to be the thing especially as we're going through this so I can't really envision at this point I I can't really envision a summer where we're not going to have loads of um loads of protests you know for for one reason or another I think that's going to be part of our our existence but hey we'll we'll see how that goes too but unfortunately um we we lost another young person over this week um Hussein Chaudhry 18 year old stabbed to death in Walthamstow outside of his house um apparently the incident happened in the house and then it spilled out into the street so yeah thoughts and prayers go out to his family 
Um, an 18-year-old man's been arrested so far. But yeah, as I, as I always say, you know, a, a life gone is, um, is, is always sad, but it really, it really feels different when it's, when it's a young person. It really feels different. So thoughts and prayers go out for that young man and his family. Um, and on the other side of the pond, um, a, an announcer, a speaker called Matt, Matt Rowan, basically he's commentating on a basketball game um, at Norman High School in the Midwest, Midwest City, um, and it's, it's a girls' school, and he's basically started saying some racial slurs, didn't realise the mic was on, um, and he's, it was why the, why the girls were taking the knee um, during the national anthem. Um, and like I said, he didn't realise the mic was on, and he's turned around and said, um, they're, they're kneeling, F them. I don't want to say any expletives on this, but um, he said that, and then um, he went on to say, I hope Norman gets their ass kicked, excuse me, um, and then he said, effing N-words. But this obviously went out to everybody that was there. Um, so it caused a, a lot of upset. Uh, he, he went on to apologise, went on to say that he wasn't racist. He said he's diabetic. He said his sugar was spiking, and when, it, when his sugar starts spiking, he becomes disorientated and often says things that are inappropriate and hurtful. Now, for me... Um, yeah, that, that, that really doesn't cut it, um, you know. Um, and I hope, I hope he's, he's dealt with accordingly because, um, yeah, it's just, it's just not on. And this is, this is at a school. This is, you know, with young people, you know. It's not good, not good. Um, but, yeah, it, this is, this is <laughs> these are the things that are going through people's minds and um, these are the things. I, I suppose it was a, the, the most... He could really say it was a Freudian slip, but it was a it was a massive Freudian slip, and it just kind of shows what was in his heart anyway. So it is what it is. I hope he gets dealt with accordingly, though. Um, I'm sure he will. Um, the UN's uh, to, on the 21st. It is the UN's day of day for the elimination of racial discrimination. So, but today, the day before. Um, they, there was marches at Windrush, Windrush Square in Brixton. Um, it was a socially distanced event. Um, weren't any arrests or anything like that. It, was, it went down peacefully. But I think, it's, I think it's really good that we do get to do some kind of, um, you know, some kind of public celebration or, or, you know, things to show that we are thinking about these things, you know, as long as it's done safely and within the law, I think, you know, it, it is a good thing to happen. And they, they recognise it, they, they, they stood out there for it today in Windrush Square and it went down without an issue, you know, so that is, that is a good thing. Unfortunately, in Nigeria, um, there's been some more school kidnappings, um, gunmen attacked a school in the northwest of Nigeria um, to date, there's still 30 student, students um, still missing, unfortunately, of mixed genre, male and female. So that's really unfortunate. Um, and hopefully um, the, those young people, you know, are brought back home as soon as possible. Um, again, I, I can only imagine what those parents are going through. 
you know, um, thinking about their child, their children and, and what they're going through at this time. So hopefully they get home safely. And again, I think Nigeria has to find a way to, to address this. It's, hap it's happening more and more frequently. So, yeah, um, definitely something needs to be addressed. Um, and a vigil was held for Sarah Evard in Parliament Square this week. Hundreds of people joined. Um, there were far fewer police. I think the police kind of learned their lesson from the Clapham Common visual and that whole situation. So there was a lot, a lot fewer police um, and their approach was really hands-off, so it didn't result in arrests um, or any, you know, information of the situation, which is good. And like I said, you know, I know that the current laws is not to protest and not to do these things, but... I think we, we, we have to be a little bit flexible. And I think that's where the, the police kind of um, went, went a bit hard at the clapping um, common visual and, and should have been, the, well, they should have dealt with it the way they dealt with this. It's the proof's in the pudding. So, so yeah, everybody needs to take it a little bit easy, the authorities. Um, in Illinois, um, it's going to be the first, um, the first city to give reparations back to black people. I, I was really shocked to read this. I, I didn't even see it come in or I didn't hear anything prior to it. So, um, yeah, the city is called Everson and it's in Illinois. And um, it w basically it was the most segregated city, one of the most segregated cities in America. Um, and in that, that city, black people, um, residents were only allowed to buy in that small area, basically. Um, and yeah, but the, the racist policies that were in place, they, they were scrapped about 50 years ago. And now it's been decided that they'll be the first um, city to pay back reparations for the racist past. And I think that's massive. That is, that is a massive, massive thing. Um, you know, uh, people of African descent have been asking for reparations for a long time. And for this one, you know, this is happening now. And who knows, you know, other cities may, may follow suit, you know, who knows where, where that will end. And, and be interested to see what the reparations look like as well. So definitely be keeping an eye on that, that story for sure. And back over this side of the pond, um, in Wales, um, they, they are about to make black history lessons mandatory, which also is a first and is really really positive it's something that i was really close to my heart it's something that i've been saying for a long time we should have that in in uk schools um for just for for all of us not just for black people just for all of us because it's, it's part of uk history um so basically from the 2022 it will be um mandatory in wales and again hopefully this you know england scotland follow suit you know, hopefully that's, fingers crossed, that's what happens. And, you know, it's almost 35,000 people um, called for, for, the, for these lessons to become compulsory. So it's, I'm glad to see Wales has taken that first step to do that. So, yeah, but England, Scotland, definitely look to Wales and, 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 and see what they're doing and, and build on that. That's what I would say, build on that. So I was reading an article today um, about a young man um, from Hackney um, 30 years ago, Oliver Campbell, and he was arrested, well, he was convicted of a, of a murder um, of a shopkeeper. 
Um, but it turns out, well, now him and his lawyers are still, and I think this, from the beginning he, he professed he was innocent, um, but he ha- is now looking to get it reviewed. Um, he basically had a, he suffered a, a brain injury and when he was like eight months old. And, you know, when you watch the interview with him, you can see that he's, he's not 100% in his, in his physical health um, and, and psychological health. Um, suffers suffered um, learning difficulties, obviously, from a young age. But when he was 19, he was um, arrested for this crime and he was put under pressure to admit to something he, he, doesn't, he didn't do. And he's been fighting it ever since, you know. So it's a, it's a story that I had never heard about again. You know, this is one that was kind of brushed under the carpet. But um, it'd be interesting to see how that all you know, gets addressed and, and if he's successful with it. But, you know, it's, you know, watching, it was quite moving watching the, the video of him explaining the situation. And um, because, as I said, you can see this is not a, a, a well man. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that works out. Oliver Campbell, who is his name, is his name, rather. So, yeah. So, you know, looking after ourselves is key. You know, looking after ourselves is key. It's something that I always... Um, speak on is something that I'm I'm really passionate about. Um, you know, physical health, mental health, um, spiritual health, just being all round healthy. You know, and these are not things that you, we can just sit back and just wait to happen. We have to be proactive with these things. Then, you know, if if we if we don't exercise, we're, we're not going to get fit. You know, if we don't meditate, we're not going to get be, be able to calm our our minds in that way, in that healthy way. You know, if we don't eat right, we're not going to have, you know, our bodies are not going to function to their optimum because they need, they need what they need. You know, they need nutrients, they need carbohydrates, we need protein, we need all these things. So having a balanced diet is, um, is, is really important. So, so yeah, just all around, we just really do have to keep on top of our health. Really important, you know, so we can enjoy it, so we can enjoy life to its maximum, you know, especially with summer coming up. You know, I'm not talking about, you know, getting in shape so you can have a summer body. I'm talking about getting fit and healthy so that you can just enjoy those beautiful days that are, that are to come. You know, we're not going to be stuck in the house all the time. It's not always going to be winter and cold. You know, it's going to be nice outside and we want to be fit, healthy, you know, so we can enjoy it to the maximum. And there's no reason why we shouldn't. We just got to look after ourselves. That's what it's about. So um, another uh, volcano erupts um, over the coming over, over the past days. Seems like I don't know if it's me or we're having more and more of these volcanoes. There was one in Italy not too long ago, if I remember rightly. But yeah, there's a this one in um, Reykjavik um, in Iceland. Um, I didn't know Iceland has loads of um, like tremors and earthquakes and things like that. I, I didn't realize um, it was prone to that. Um, I think they said Iceland recorded more than 40,000 earthquakes in the past three weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's something they're, they're quite used to. Um, I think in, in one of the interviews I saw, uh, the woman was saying they kind of feel seasick, you know, where, where the ground's always moving all the time. But, um, but watching the, the, the volcano and the lava and the magma and all of that stuff, and it, it, the, the video footage of it was at night as well. I've got to say, it as as violent and as dangerous as it is, it looks it looks beautiful. I really, I mean, I think I've always liked 
how volcanoes looked, you know, when they're active and stuff, even as a child. Um, but yeah, watching it today, I was kind of mesmer mesmerized watching it. Um, and it makes you think how, you know, how powerful um, the earth is, you know, and, you know, for whatever's going on within the earth, you know, for it to bubble up like that and, and spew out hot lava and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling. But again, it is, it is definitely dangerous and, and stuff like that. But, um, but this one, this particular one, hasn't erupted for um, 800 years, this particular volcano. So, yeah, it's um, quite a monumental situation. But I think they said it's not one of the ones that's going to blow off a lot of um, ash and, and stuff like that. It's just the hot lava coming out. I think they've got a specific name for it. But, yeah, if you can check that out online... I thought it was quite beautiful the way it looks myself, you know. But um, but yeah, but that's me. So some record breaking stuff this year. Um, some record breaking stuff this week. Um, the Grammys 2021. Beyonce set a new record with her 28th win, 28 Grammys. You know, um, yeah, she she's she's a musical genius in in her own right on a different level. She she sits on a playing by herself whether you whether you like her music or not um she is just another level very very gifted and talented and you know gifted and talented family you know with her, her husband being jay-z and uh um, the, all their children you don't you don't hear much about their their the twins i just realized you hear a lot about blue ivy i think she was at the awards with her and she um her mum dedicated or shared the award with her. But yeah, I just noticed you don't hear about the other two. I know one of them's called Sir. I forgot the other one's name. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I'll definitely look into that for sure. Um, and Nas also got um, a Grammy for his his last project, King's Disease. Um, and Nas has never got a, a, a Grammy. Um, so this is a long-awaited Grammy. And he, he should have really got one a long time ago, to be fair. He's put out loads of classics, um, but yeah, he's, he's got he's got it now, and that's the main thing. Um, and even closer, back closer to home, um, Hackney boxer Lawrence Akoli has knocked out his opponent today, um, and so he is now the WBO cruiserweight. Um, which, so salute to Lawrence Akoli for that. Um, I think he's. He's become a champion within 16 fights. I think that's the same as as Joshua, as Anthony Joshua. So yeah, he's he's, he's the real deal. And it's going to be interesting to see how how far he can go with that. But um, yeah, hats off to um, that young Hackney boxer doing big things in the world. Congratulations. And also congratulations to Dylan White. Dylan White's got a rematch coming up in Gibraltar on the 27th of March. But they have printed a, a coin, a £2 coin, and um, Dylan White's on the coin. Dylan White and P uh, Povetkin are on the coin, but Dylan White takes up most of the coin. He's in the front part of it. And I thought that that was really le legendary in, in some ways, you know? I mean, he's, the, he's actually the first black man to, to be featured on sterling currency. You know, um, and that's there forever. You know, his his children, his grandchildren. That's that's legacy. You know, um, so yeah, I'm I'm really really happy for him. You know, win, lose or draw, 
you know, he, he's, his name is solidified in history off the back of that coin. So, yeah, hats off to him. Hats off to him, for sure. So, um, oh, and Glastonbury. I know Glastonbury, they spoke about not having um, a concert at the beginning of the year. Said they're, they're not having their festivals, obviously, because everything was all uncertain. But recently, they've said that they hope to um, stage a concert in September, um, which is a lot later than they usually do it. And they've put, they said they're putting the application for it, and they'll be able to confirm it in a few months. So they're obviously optimistic, um, changed their mind from the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, we, we have to really see how that goes. I mean, there has been a, a few... Uh, well, like I said, in, in Europe, there's a lot going on in Europe in regards to... Um, the rates getting worse and, and they having more lockdowns and things. And But that's in Europe. We just hope that that doesn't um, come to the UK. You know, hopefully we don't go through that, that same situation. Um, and, you know, these events can happen and things like that. And, you know, people can get back to some kind of normality. You know, this is the hope. This is the hope. And I'm sure everybody's on the same page hoping for that. So, yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been an eventful week. I mean, there's there's lots lots happening across the world. There's lots happening here. Um, we've looked at this the new app, the Clubhouse app, and we're going to start doing um, some live interactive uh, rooms on Clubhouse. So hopefully you can join us on there. Um, and hopefully you can sh- share this link with people that haven't, who are not familiar with the podcast, that may get some value out of the podcast. Um, but yeah, you're welcome to join us on Clubhouse and, and interact, you know, in real time, live. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney. And you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.